In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today, proclaiming the Word of God. I pray today, Father, that through the Holy Spirit, this Word would touch our hearts, would burn in our hearts, that we, God, who listen to the Word, would know that this Word is true, and that you want to burn it in our hearts. I'm looking at Luke 5. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake called Galilee, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, yes, pressing in on him to hear the word of God, they want to hear and they want to be healed. So he can barely preach. They were pressing in on him to hear the word of God. He saw two boats there shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. That means they were finished fishing. As a matter of fact, they caught nothing. Let's continue. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long and have caught nothing. I tell you, that sounds like a lot of people in the church, that they've worked so hard and caught so little. I tell you the secret. The secret is the Holy Spirit dwelling within our hearts, giving us the power to touch people, to heal people, to speak a word that burns in their heart. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. He's thinking you're not going to catch anything. I'm a fisherman. I know that we caught nothing that night, and I know you're a fix-it man or a carpenter, and but I'll do it anyway. I'm doing it. I just know we're not going to catch anything. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. This is the conversion of Peter. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Well, Jesus is not going to let him get away with it. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, 
Do not be afraid, Jesus says to you today. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear is useless. Just trust Jesus. Do not be afraid. Oh, how fear can ruin our lives. How fear can ruin our lives. And yet the antidote to fear is the perfect love of Jesus Christ dwelling in our hearts Holy Spirit. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on you will be catching people, men and women. In other words, I'm going to give you a vocation. No longer are you going to fish for fish, but you're going to fish for people. You're going to bring them into the kingdom. Oh, yes. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. Now, this is amazing. The catch of fish caused them to leave everything to follow Jesus. Have you left stories behind? Have you left your burdens in the hands of God to follow Jesus? Or are you still burdened with the same old stuff? Jesus says, I want your burdens. I want your fear. I want your being upset. I want to give you life. I want to give it to you more abundantly. And yet, so many people still hold on to their fears, still hold on to their pain. Jesus says, give it to me. I know how to make good out of it. Verse 12 of chapter 5 of Luke. Once when he was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed with face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately, the leprosy left. This is Jesus. He's not changed. He's the Lord. He's the Lord. This is Jesus. Use your faith. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. Use your faith. If you choose, you can heal me. I choose, Jesus said. Be healed of your leprosy. And the leprosy left him. And Jesus ordered him to tell no one. Go, he said, and show yourself to the priest as Moses commanded. Make an offering for your cleansing for a testimony to them. But now more than ever the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would draw away to deserted places to pray. Oh yes, Jesus needs to pray. There was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. 
You see, leprosy was not only a sickness, it caused the leper to be away from the crowds, away from people, in a village all by themselves. So it wasn't only a disease, it was a social disease, because people were afraid of catching it. If you choose, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I do choose to heal you. I do choose to bring good out of what you're going through. I do choose that you would know that I am the Lord. What do you need? Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? You say, well, I've been asking, seeking, knocking. Well, let's ask again. Let's seek again. Not to tell anyone that he was healed of leprosy, because the great miracle will be on the cross. Oh, yes. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. And go and make an offering for your cleansing, for a testimony to them. The word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases, but he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. As a man, he needed to pray. As a man, he needed to be in communion with the Father. In John's Gospel, he tells us, I only do what the Father causes me to do and tells me to do. I don't do the things on my own. I only do what the Father calls me to do. You know, many years ago, almost 38 years, the Lord called me to preach the Gospel on the radio. It was the Lord's initiative. Oh, it was in my heart to do it. But God's initiative to do it. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. I was obedient. And I bought time with WEZE 38 years ago on the 22nd of January. This is amazing. Because I'm reaching people that I would never reach. Only God knows who snapped on the radio today in their automobile. Only God knows who is listening to the Word of God today. Somebody who has been far away from church. I tell you, it is a miracle that I'm on the radio. It is a miracle. And God has kept us, given us the grace to pay our bills. God has kept us Thanks be to God. One day, verse 17 of the fifth chapter of Luke, while he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. 
and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. The power of the Lord. I tell you, I got a call last night from a man who told me about Christine, who has the virus, very sick, just three children, three girls. And we prayed, Father, again I pray for this woman. I pray that you would heal her completely by the power of the blood of Jesus. I pray with the people of God right now that you would heal this woman by the blood of Jesus. Now, 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 the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. And just then some men came, and the paralyzed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd. The crowd is outside the door. They can't bring him in. But these are real friends. A real friend brings you to Jesus. A real friend. Oh, I've had real friends, and I've had people that aren't been my real friend. But finding no way to bring him in the house because of the crowd, listen what they do. They went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. These men go the extra mile. They climb to the top of the roof and they let this sick man down in front of Jesus. These are friends you want to have. People who bring you to Jesus. People who call you to faith. People who love you enough to put you in front of Jesus. When he saw their faith, whose faith? The faith of the four men. That's faith working through love, casting down this paralytic. Jesus said, friends, your sins are forgiven you. When the scribes and Pharisees began to question, who is this who is speaking blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their questionings, he answered them, why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, stand up and walk? But so that you may know experientially that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. The forgiveness of sins has been given to the apostles and their successors and to the priests. When's the last time you went to confession? When's the last time you made a good confession? It's time now. It's time now to do it. God's got something for you. God's got something for you, but you've got to go to confession so that you would hear your sins are forgiven. Oh, yes, 
So many people are carrying so many hurts, so many burdens, so many sins. God says, I want them. Jesus says, I want them. Get to the sacrament of penance and let I'll let you know that you've been forgiven and you'll feel a weight off of you. So Jesus said to the man, I say to you, stand up and take your bed and go to your home. Immediately he stood up before them, took what he had been lying on, and went to his home, glorifying God. Oh, yeah, I could see him jumping and skipping, praising God. He had been paralyzed, no longer paralyzed. He has been given a miracle. And he went home praising God. Someone came to me the other day and said, You prayed with me and I got better. I said, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't do it. I just prayed. That's all I did was to pray. And God did it. Oh, yes. But you've been with the same power. But you don't use it. You say, well, I'm not a priest. You don't have to be a priest. I used to do these things when I was a layperson. And I saw nothing happening year after year. But I kept on praying for the sick until finally it broke through. Oh, yes. It took time for me to realize God was using me to bring healing to people. It took time. Nothing seemed to happen. But I kept on praying. Why? Because Jesus said, They shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall be healed. Amazement seized all of them, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen strange things today. I tell you, it's nothing strange. This is ordinary for Jesus. This is ordinary. It's ordinary to get people healed. I got a call about a month or two months ago that my friend Glenn had the virus and he was very sick. So I started to pray for Glenn. He got healed. I wasn't the only one praying. There were many people praying for Glenn and he got healed. Jesus healed him. He was on the brink of death. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. They were hated by the Jews because they worked for Rome. Their money was going to go to Caesar. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi, we call him Matthew, sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed Jesus. The command of Jesus, I can just see him looking at Matthew or Levi. He said, follow me. And he felt compelled to leave his tax booth and to follow Jesus. Are you a follower of Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus? 
well, I listen to your radio show. That doesn't make you a follower of Jesus. You've got to surrender. You've got to give him your heart. You've got to give him your life. Oh, yes. Oh, God, I want to continue to follow Jesus. I want to continue to love him. I want to continue to pray with people for healing because God has asked us to lay hands upon the sick and they would be healed. That's what Jesus said. Then Levi, listen to this, gave a great banquet for him, for Jesus, in his house. And there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table. This is prime for Jesus. He's going to cast out his nets and catch these people. Oh, yeah, tax collectors, sinners, prostitutes sitting at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, well, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but to call sinners to repentance. This is God's plan in Christ, calling you, sinner, to repentance. Get to confession. Repent of your sin. Give your life to Jesus. It's so simple. It's not difficult. I don't have to try to give my life to Jesus. I just say, here I am, Lord, I surrender. Here I am, Lord, be my Lord. Here I am, Lord, be my Savior. Here my, I am, Lord, be my healer. Oh, yes, be my healer. The Pharisees and the scribes were complaining to his disciples, saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I tell you, there's not one righteous person. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Jesus Christ and his blood is our salvation. I've often said, Catherine of Siena, St. Catherine of Siena, when she went to confession, she would say, I'm going under the blood. It is the blood of Jesus that takes away our sins. Oh, yes. It is the Holy Spirit applying the blood of Jesus to take away our sins. What have you learned today? In your heart, have you learned no one can help you but Jesus? For no one but Jesus knows how. Have you learned that today? Have you learned that no matter what you think, I've caught no fish, I'll do what Jesus said, and they got more fish than they needed? Do you do what Jesus says? Do you do what he says? But I've tried before. You don't have to try. Just have to do it. Trying makes people trying. And it doesn't help people. It's very simple to just say, 
Here I am. I come to do thy will. Here I am. Use me. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do not look at your troubles. Do not look at your pain. Jesus says, I want your burdens. I want your being upset. I want to give you life. I want to give it to you more abundantly. And yet, so many people still hold on to their fears, still hold on to their pain. Jesus says, give it to me. I know how to make good out of it. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.